Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Innovation Podcast, your source for everything innovation. I'm your host, Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Stacy Kirk on the line, and she's CEO and founder over at Quality Works. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Pleasure to be here. So uh, I'm excited to, to get into this with you, talking about um, innovation, the app space, development, um, to get into um, what you're doing. But before we go further, let's just start off by going into, uh, into Quality Works and, and how you're taking care of your clients there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, the name of my company is Quality Works Consulting Group. Um, we're a consulting firm focused on enabling organizations to deliver high-quality, high-value digital solutions. And we do this through innovation in, uh, that transform how apps are tested and also how agile projects are delivered. Um, so what that really means is we, we do provide staff augmentation because we know that our clients, we have to meet them where they're at, but um, our goal is to guide tech teams to achieve consistent and continuous quality of app delivery. And we know that that takes more than bodies. And so we it, it takes a lot of innovation. It takes thought leadership, coaching, culture, um, process, and change. And often people, you know, they want to put uh, tech teams or digital agencies like uh, like what we have into um, a box of, or you just, you write code, right? Or you test code. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. really, um, you know, from my my time and my many years of working in tech, it's not really about a specific role. It's about the results. And so we are deliverers. We're deliverers of uh, quality, lean quality. How do we reduce waste and consistently add value to your our client's end user? No, I love that, and I think you make a really good point about um, about not not just writing code that you're that you're actually you're 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 concerned with the result. Because I found, I mean, I interview a lot of people, and I think one of the biggest horror stories I ever hear is that when somebody spends you know hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand, they're trying to get an app developed, they're trying to get a product out to market, and it doesn't happen. And they're already mm-hmm. way behind budget. There's a lot of things happening, and now they have to pay much more than they thought they were originally going to, and it's all just because at the end of this day, they have to come out with a product. Like, it's like, what do you mean? We spent yeah. all this money. It's not done yet. What do you find are some of the common, I mean, I know this is going to vary, obviously, from project to project, size of company type of app. I get all of that, but I also know based on your vantage point and your experience that certain themes kind of arise to where there's breakdowns that lead to lack of results. What do you find are some of those common themes? Uh, yeah, well, great question. I, I hear um, CTOs, CEOs, startup um, entrepreneurs come to me very often at these different stages, from the beginning to, oh, my gosh, I just wasted so much money. I I need to start oh. over again. How do I? How do, got shivers. How do I got shivers. That, right? That's not the fun one. I just got shivers. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and so um, – so. A lot of a lot of it comes down to one, um, depending on who's driving the project. You know, there's so many people that want to get into tech. You know, they want to start a do a startup, and mm-hmm. they don't really understand that you 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 can create a you can get a group of developers, you can hire them or you hire a team, but 
writing code is not like writing a book or not, no offense, <laughs> but mm-hmm. you can definitely have something on the outside that looks visually appealing, you know, um, but underneath there's all of the interworkings that can go wrong, and that's what can be very complicated. Um, and I tell people, you know, this is technology. That means it's never been done. So if you are coming to an organization, you're saying, hey, I want I want to be able to release um, something that, you know, this this new technology, um, can you give me a date when it's going to be done? Um, it's going to be very difficult. Um, and so most, the most, mostly what I see is that there's a lack of planning, and it kind of gets into, you know, me being a, a female entrepreneur, there's certain perspective that I've had um, that, you know, I won't say it's stereotypical, but, you know, in terms of how uh, my team and how our organization goes about projects, where really before any code is written, and I think people want to jump in and just and many times get some get an app out, get an MVP out, which is important, but it's also important to stop and plan, um, look at risk, and ask yourself, like, how do we get this done in, the, in a way that's going to add, get, hit the value that we want to our end user and do that um, in the least, the least expensive way and the most cost-effective way possible. And I don't think uh, enough companies really do that in depth and do those exercises up front. They just get right into the writing the code and hope that it all just works out, and it doesn't. <laughs> Off time. Yes, I, I completely get that. And, uh, again, like you, like, like you said, like the end result, the end product, that's the main thing. And, um, and, and you would think that the business was set up in that manner, but I think a lot of it also – and actually I can't put it all in the code writer sometimes or the people that are doing the technology part. Sometimes the founders, uh, you know, founders may not have the tech background or co-founders may not have the real tech background, and I think you can just do it, right, because they, uh, they can will it to happen. And it's yeah. like, oh, it just doesn't kind of work that way. I mean, I know. Like there's been some publicity on, um, on certain founders that maybe were able to will and create something else. Not everybody has that magical box, right? <laughs> like that's well, not that's I'm not going to get your app done because yeah, <laughs> you read it in a book. Advice, yeah, yeah. Entrepreneurs <laughs> are naturally risk takers and highly ambitious and optimistic, um, mm-hmm. and that's good. But you definitely also want to have some people that are looking at the other side of the box to come in and and you know make sure that it's. You're optimistic, but also being realistic about what could happen. And oftentimes, everyone's just like, go, go, go. We can do it all. And, and that doesn't end well sometimes in terms of price and cost that you're going to spend. Let's talk about what your concept of test innovation means. Um, so I was kind of reading through the notes and whatnot, and it says test innovation. So tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, well, something that may be a, a, a kind of an interesting statistic that I, um, uh, I, I learned this year is that when you think of what it takes to build a mobile app or a web app, um, mm-hmm. people think, okay, well, you definitely need a developer. You need someone that's writing the code. Um, but, you know, if you're not in tech, you may not know who else needs to be involved. Um, mm-hmm. Testers, and that's kind of where um, we started our, our company and we've kind of grown beyond that to, to include innovation. Testing can take almost 50% of the time that it takes to deliver an application. So if you have a developer working, um, you're going to probably need um, testing um, that could be done by the developer, uh, the product, or a tester for half of the time that it takes. Um, but testing is notoriously unsexy. And so you find many people that uh, migrate to being a developer 
Um, and therefore, when it comes to having um, those minds focused on how to improve that 50% of testing, um, you don't get as much attention there. And so I've, I was compelled from, um, you know, my first internship out of college or in college that I wanted to, to address that issue and not just handle testing um, the way most people consider testing, which is a lot of clicking on things, but how do we leverage automation, data analytics, now AI, to really improve how we deliver test quality in, into this uh, app delivery process. And so um, in terms of what my company does, we've always tried to be the thought leaders on how do you take your organization, no matter where it's at right now, you may not have ever done anything innovative in testing. You may just, you know, click on things or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, have, have your friends try it out. Um, and how do, we, how do we speed that process up, make it effective, um, automate it, and really um, continually improve on the type of quality that you're able to get in these apps that you create. So it's been really fun. And we've created, um, you know, cool tools for our clients, um, and, it, and we're lucky to have developers that um, are working in our organization where they have that focus. That's awesome, and I and I uh, I had to ask you that question because I agree with you completely that the development part of the development that that gets that's the sexy part that gets yeah. all the light press that gets all the <laughs> the testing part is like not what anybody talks about. So I wanted to talk about it because in my life too, that's what I find interesting. I think we might both just have that personality. Yeah. I sense so. You'll get this email in a, like a week, so my team's really quick, and they'll have your full promo and marketing package on the episode we're recording right now as we speak. Um, but I sent this to a tester. I didn't know that was his profession, but in the previous uh, his previous position, he was in automobile testing. Um, so he did things like that, like on cars and stuff, like for years and years and years. He sent me back, I swear on that, I said we sent him like eight to ten links. You'll see when you get it. He sent me back. I it might have been 500 words, maybe a 1,000 words of writing on, on each link and what it led to and ways to improve and this and that. And I'm like, I can't change what Instagram does. Like, you better send this email. And he was, like, not being critical. He wasn't like any – he's just a tester. It's a different mind. And it's a different – it's a whole different way of looking at the world. I'm like, oh, you want me to tell Instagram that they should change the post so that you we can make it to your approval? ain't going to happen. <laughs> but but I appreciate that. Like that was uh, like we did make a couple of improvements based on that that voluminous five hundred thousand word critique he gave of eight links, and I thought it was amazing. I was I was gratified by it. Not saying I want you to do the same, by the way, Stacy. You just relax with the links I give you and enjoy. <laughs> yes, yes, I yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll be doing that much. But it is you're right. It's a different perspective. But imagine. We already Mm -hmm. know that most development projects fail, and most development projects are not led by testers Mm -hmm. or test-minded. So our whole model, which is called quality-driven development, is saying let's let's put our test hat on from the beginning and see if we get better results. And we've, we've seen it. Time and time again, like the we were releasing exactly when we say we will, with exactly the type of quality we expect, um, because we're just coming at it a different way. So it's been really exciting. That's part of the innovation as well. It's like rethinking how we deliver software. Awesome. So <laughs> Stacey, if somebody's listening to this and they want more uh, information on Quality Works, what's the best way for them to follow up? Yeah, well, they can go to our website, which is QualityWorks. 
cgliveslivingconsultinggroup.com. Um, they can also just Google Quality Works Consulting Group, we, which should pop right up, um, or they can find us on LinkedIn or Quality Works CG on Twitter. Um, and just reach out. We are here to help. Not uh, we're, we we do a lot of um, pro bono pro bono consulting just to ensure that as a community as a whole, um, people are on the right track. Love it. Um, well, hey, Stacy, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background, all the great stuff you're doing uh, over at Quality Works to uh, to help these to help these projects get done and to help this uh, inefficient use of capital. Let's make it efficient and uh, and get the and get the and get the projects done. I love it. Um, to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. Hope you enjoyed listening. We sure enjoyed making this for you. Um, if you did, give us a subscribe. Leave us a um, comment on. Uh, or a, a comment on the YouTube video if you're watching us there over on the Mission Matters Innovation um, YouTube channel. Um, love to engage with you and, uh, and hear what you thought about the show, but also about innovation. Um, keep, keep the conversation going. And Stacey, thanks again for coming on the show.